On today's show, we're talking about life lessons that we can learn from this spooky holiday of Halloween. This is Life After Sight Loss Radio, Episode 70. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews. We talk life advice, encouragement, emotional support, relationships, technology, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It is episode number 70. That's right, number 70. Isn't that exciting? All 70 episodes we've done have come and gone, and it's been a great time. And whether this is number 70 for you or number one, I am glad you're here and checking out the podcast. Hey, we're going to have a great time because we're celebrating Halloween. Now, maybe you don't celebrate that holiday, but basically it is a great time where you get to walk around, dress up like a character, and get free candy from people. I mean, what better holiday is there? But I think today we're going to talk about it in the perspective of some life lessons that we can learn about sight loss and ourselves in general from this interesting holiday that is Halloween. But before we jump into all the other good stuff, remember that today's show notes can be found at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 070. That's right, episode 70. Show notes includes links, information, ways to subscribe, and stay connected. So make sure you check them out the full show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 070. So I'm starting a new segment on the podcast today, and I'm basically calling it Beyond the Sight Loss. You know, all too often we get bogged down with this whole idea of assistive technology and white canes and guide dogs and, you know, ways to make your house more accessible and all this stuff. And it's all good, and I'm going to keep talking about that. Don't worry. This podcast is helping you discover life after sight loss, after all. But sometimes we just need to talk about things that aren't sight loss related because our life really isn't all about sight loss. Yes, you come to this podcast and the YouTube channel and the website and all that stuff to learn more about you know living your life after sight loss but i think what's important is we don't forget that life isn't solely about our sight loss so in this segment which you know we'll see how often it works but in this segment i'm going to talk about something beyond just sight loss and maybe it's something funny a little quip a little quirk whatever you know hopefully it'll be entertaining or interesting and make you think a little bit so today on beyond the sight loss i just want to talk for a second about this whole lottery business have you heard this recently that the lottery was up to like one 1.6 billion dollars. That's billion with a B. Yes, B is in boy. That is just an insane amount of money to win from a lottery. Now, I've never really played the lottery. It's just not something that I've really done, but maybe you play the lottery. Maybe every week you go in there, you get your scratch off ticket, you know, you buy the Powerball, whatever it is. And it's just like, wow, I, I can't imagine winning that much money. There was a movie, I think it was back in the 90s called Office Space, one of those kooky cult classics. And one of the things they talked about was whenever they were kids, they said they'd ask you, if you had a million dollars and didn't ever have to work again, by the way, a million dollars would not let you not work again in this day and age. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're already out of it. It's only been a year. Yeah. But if you had a lot of money and didn't have to work again, what would you do? 
And the answer was supposed to tell you what you would want to do. For example, like if you said, oh, I really want to work on cars, then you'd be an auto mechanic or something like that. But then one of the guys pointed out like, well, there wouldn't be any janitors because nobody's like, I want to clean up vomit in the hallway. Like, So, you know, it's already skewed just a little bit. But the question still remains, what would you do if you didn't have to worry about work? If you didn't have to worry about money, if you didn't have to worry about any of that thing, doesn't matter the amount of money, just if you didn't have to get up, you know, make that money, pay the bills, all that stuff. What would you do? Would you travel all the time? Would you buy four houses? Would you have new cars? Would you um, live the same sort of life only with fancier things? Like, what would you do with all that money? Because I think sometimes we get caught up in the idea that money is all we need and everything will be great, but that's not really true in the long run. However, money does help with a lot of things. So I pass the question on to you. What would you do if you won that lottery of one point some odd billion dollars? Would you put it all in the bank and let it sit? Would you spend it all in two days? What would you do with all that money if you want it? And if you play the lottery all the time, I wish you the best of luck. All right, guys. Well, it's happy Halloween time today. This podcast is coming out on October 31st. 2018 and it is Halloween. Now I tried to look for some Halloween music but I couldn't find any that really fit without freaking people out so I was like you know what maybe I'll steer away from that but Halloween is this holiday and again it's smart and you know people are like oh it's this it's death basically especially in the United States it's for little kids to dress up like their favorite characters to get a bag and to go around to your neighbors and force them to give you free candy yay that's a great holiday I like free candy. Here's the reason I really Really like Halloween. It's because my kids love to go around trick or treating, and I get to eat their candy when they go to bed. I mean, that our candy bowl is never more full than it is right now. So I just I'm super excited about Halloween. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about Halloween today. One because this episode's coming out on October 31st, so I thought it was appropriate. But I was like, what can we talk about? First, I thought about maybe some tips on you know being out at night, but that was pretty slim. I mean, you know, don't get hit by a car and wear some lights so people can see you. But I thought, you know, maybe there's some life lessons we can learn from. Halloween, and maybe you're thinking, I don't know what life lessons we can possibly learn. Well, we have to put a little bit of our philosophical thinking cap on. So everybody, reach in your bag right now, get your philosophical thinking hat. It's it's way down deep. We don't wear it that often, so reach way down in the Mary Poppins bag, pull it out, put it on, and let's think a little outside the box for this episode. So these are some life lessons we can learn from Halloween. First of all, when you go into a Halloween store and there's that like wall or row of scary masks, that is the freakiest sight. I remember my son when he was very young, he's like, we're not even going to that side of the store. It's freaky. It's blood coming out and gore and all that stuff. We're not really into all that. But there's all these masks. I mean, some celebrities and some freaky characters and skeletons and all this stuff. And a lot of people will wear a mask on Halloween. It might be like the mask from Scream or, you know... Whatever, it's just masks. We put them on. And what's interesting about it is, just from a practical standpoint, if you're visually impaired, that really rips away any remaining sight you have. (laughs) 
don't recommend you wearing a mask. But what's interesting is we all sort of do that from time to time in our lives. We wear a mask. We put on the mask of whatever it is we feel that people want to see from us. You know, maybe we wear a mask when we go to our job and we wear a different mask when we're out with our friends. Maybe we think we need to be the life of the party with our friends. We put that mask on, but then we need to be the devoted, dedicated, hardworking person at our job. So we put that mask on. And what happens is we wear so many different masks that it's hard to tell which one's the real one, which one is really us without the mask on. And I think, again, that's sort of philosophical a little bit and trying to figure out who we really are is somewhat of a lifelong journey. But when you're visually impaired, you have sight loss that can really damage that sense of identity. And we've talked about that before, of course, but that can damage that sense of identity. So we put on these different masks, hoping that one of them will fit and people will see us the same way they always saw us because now we look a little different. So we try to wear that mask that makes us look the same. But the reality is everybody wears masks from time to time. But the best thing we can do is take time in our lives to figure out the real version of who we are with no mask on. And it doesn't matter what other people sort of consider about you without that mask. This is who you really are. And we need to live into that as fully as possible. Secondly, when you go out for Halloween and you have a costume on, you want to be recognized. You want people to open up that door and say, oh my gosh, you're this thing, you're Superman, you're a trash can, you're whatever you are. Especially if you wear something that's a little bit unique or different or, you know, if you put a lot of time and effort into it. I saw a kid wearing a costume at an event we were at and it was a calculator. They had made like a big, like out of a box and numbers and it was a calculator. And I was clear what it was, but I was like, wow, that is cool. But you want to be recognized. You don't want to go up to the door, ring the doorbell, they open it up and go, what the heck are you? You know, (laughs) you want to be recognized, especially if you put time and effort into the costume. When people don't know who you are, it's like, well, this was a waste. Just give me the candy bar and let's go. But it's true. We want to be recognized. We want to be known. And that is such a lifelong goal of ours as people. We want to be known. We want to be understood. We want to be loved. We want to be cared for. You know, we want to be recognized for who we are. Stemming right out, right off of that mask comment that we had earlier, we want to be known for who we are, the real version of who we are. You know, sometimes sight loss can mask that a little bit and say like, oh, now nobody's going to know who I am because they're going to concentrate on the sight loss. And look, that can be true sometimes, especially if you meet people that you've never met before and you meet them after you lose your sight. They can really get focused on that. But when you find really good friends and good people in your life, they're not going to focus on the sight loss. They're going to focus on knowing who you are and who you are at your core, not just the sight loss. So one of the things that we really understand from Halloween is we all want to be recognized. We all want to be known. Next up, have you been to a haunted house before? When I was younger, I was a teenager, I worked a haunted house. Actually, this was after I lost my sight, so I was probably 19 or 20. I worked a haunted house, and it was I just stood there with a hood on, and it was like, boo, and scared people. But haunted houses have never been my thing. It's like, oh, I don't want to walk through a haunted house. Look, I don't really like to get scared all that much. If you do, kudos to you. Go for it. Walk through that house, pay your money, and be scared, and pee your pants, and all that stuff. It's great. But... I've never really been one to do that. But see, the reality is sometimes when we go through those moments, 
it can help us to sort of face that fear because it's like, oh, you know, this, I'm going to jump, I'm going to be freaked out, but I'm going to walk through it and go, you know what? It wasn't that bad. And I think that's one of the big life lessons we can take away from this, whether you're sighted or visually impaired or whatever. Sometimes it's good and helpful to face our fears. Yeah, maybe a haunted house isn't the worst thing we're ever going to go through, but it's a reminder that not everything is going to be as terrible as we think. You know, maybe you have a fear of flying, a fear of heights, a fear of meeting new people. It doesn't really matter. Sometimes, and again, I emphasize sometimes, facing your fears can really be helpful. Now, sometimes it can freak you out and you never come out of bed again. So you need to sort of judge it based on your own situation. But I think what's important is to remember that sometimes facing our fears helps us to overcome that and then we move on to other things. You know, it's fearful to walk outside and go somewhere on your own when you have experienced sight loss, especially in the first few months. You feel like you're never going to get out again. But facing that fear, scary as it is, having that courage to to get in that car or take that walk or get on the bus and go somewhere and experience life on your own as a visually impaired person that can really help you to gain the courage, the confidence, you know, the the stamina to keep going because life continues to move and the hope is we just continue to move with it. So a haunted house, going out at night, all these different scary costumes and masks, it can help us to be reminded that sometimes facing our fears can be a good thing. Next up, trick-or-treating is the highlight of Halloween, right? It's where you walk around all the neighbors, maybe go to trunk-or-treat, you know, go all these things, and we all go out in the dark, right? I mean, we're all walking around in the dark with reflective tape or, you know, lights or whatever, or bracelets, glow bracelets, and necklace. We're all in the dark. But here is the interesting part. In that moment, everyone's in the dark, right? It doesn't matter if you're sighted, blind, whatever. Everybody's in the dark. Now, you might have a little more night blindness, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about everybody's sort of on the same playing field here. We're all in the dark. And having gotten around in the dark on a regular basis can actually give you an advantage. So this lesson is to remember that the things you do on a regular basis as a visually impaired person sometimes give you an advantage, like walking around in the dark. You're used to not having to worry about what's coming up in front of you because you're using your O&M skills and you're putting your hands out and you're sliding your feet or using your cane or guide dog or whatever you got. And so you're kind of used to that. Well, all these other people might be walking around in the dark and the haunted house and the places with the many lights and they're freaking out because they're like, not only do I not know what's coming up? I'm having trouble getting around and orientating myself. And it's like, oh, wow, you're having trouble? Boom, I went right through that haunted house because I didn't have to worry about seeing. So <laughs> sometimes there are advantages to the situation that you're in. Because oftentimes we think, oh, there's no advantage to being visually impaired. Sight loss is terrible. And I'm not suggesting that sight loss is wonderful, but I'm just reminding us all that sometimes the whole things that you do as a visually impaired person can give you an advantage depending on the situation you're in. So when you're out trick-or-treating with your kids or with your family or walking through that haunted house or whatever, remember that your friends are freaking out, not only because it's scary, but because they can't see, and maybe, just maybe, they're depending on you to help them out. And finally, piggybacking right on top of that, one of the things that we have to remember when we're out trick-or-treating, when we're out getting candy, when we're wearing costumes, we're all sort of in the same playing field, right? We're all wearing a mask, or we're all getting the candy, or we're all knocking on the same doors, we're all walking the same streets, we're all doing the same thing, doesn't matter if you're blindsided, whatever. The thing to remember in all that is we're not alone out there. 
we're not alone because everybody else is, you know, knocking on those doors and trying to get that candy. And I think that's one of the great lessons that we have to learn after sight loss is that we're not alone. I know it can be very scary and very nerve-wracking and very lonely. Trust me, I get it. I really do. Like, I can't tell you how much I get it. I get that it can be lonely. I have bouts of loneliness where it seems like it's overwhelming and there's waves washing over me and I'm never going to get out of here and all that. I get it. But the thing to remember is that we are not alone. We're not. There are other people who get what you're going through. You might watch a YouTube channel. You might listen to a podcast. You might belong to a Facebook group. You might go to a local meeting of people and realize that when they share stories and you get it, you're like, what? You do that too? Wow. I do that. And I understand what you mean by that. I get it. And so it's so important to remember that you're not alone. Look, if nobody else gets it, I certainly do. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. So let's remember that on this Halloween, while we're all walking around and we're all, you know, stumbling around trying to get that candy, trying to knock on those doors, trying to enjoy ourselves, we remember that we're all on the same playing field. And that just gives us a little reminder that we're not alone. All right, guys, so there you go, five life lessons that we can learn from Halloween. Now, again, this is a little tongue-in-cheek and, you know, a little bit philosophical and whatnot, but I think it's important to remember that all these kinds of moments where it's a holiday, a birthday, a celebration, or whatever, it is moments where sometimes we can feel a bit recluse because we don't want to go out because it's going to be different for us, especially if this is one of the first times we are doing something after losing our sight. But these kinds of moments are the moments where we can learn about ourselves, we can learn about our family, we can learn about how we're going to overcome and face these kinds of moments, and it's so crucial. And what's really important on Halloween is to get that candy. That's right, you got to go out and get that candy. So if you have kids, dress them up, get them out there, knock on the doors, use them to get all that candy. Look, of course, I'm it's tongue-in-cheek, right, folks? But really, the realistic part is I hope that you guys have an awesome holiday if you celebrate this. And if you don't celebrate Halloween, Halloween, well, you know what? Go buy yourself a bag of candy and gorge yourself because all of us deserve to have a good time every once in a while. And you know what? The dentist will wait until later. So enjoy that candy. Enjoy the holiday if you celebrate it. And remember these life lessons as you consider this day and every single day to come. All right, guys, I got a great recommended resource for you. Sometimes I like to just recommend a blog, a video, a podcast, you know, something like that for you to listen to, for you to check out, maybe to encourage you, to give you a little bit of laughter, hope, whatever. And today, I want to recommend a good video that I saw recently by my good buddy Sam from The Blind Life. He's got a video that he did recently where he talks about some of the things that he enjoys about being visually impaired. Yes, some of those things. There are things that he enjoys, and he shares those with you and talks about different things, and it's really interesting because Sam has a great perspective. He's been visually impaired longer than I have, and he's got just such a great perspective. So I am going to put that video in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash zero. So you can go check that video out, watch it for yourself, because Sam gives some great insight to things he enjoys, 
after being visually impaired. And speaking of Sam, he's going to be on the podcast very soon because his YouTube channel, The Blind Life, has recently reached over 10,000 subscribers. 10,000. Yes, that is such, It's. I think it's over, I don't know, 10,100 something now. Like He's just plugging along. It's great. And if you listen to this podcast, you probably have heard of Sam or at least watch his YouTube videos. And so he's going to be on the podcast in a few weeks talking about his journey from YouTube and how long it's taken him and what it's been like and sharing life as a visually impaired person and you know, doing YouTube itself as a VIP, all that kind of stuff. So stay tuned because Sam's going to be on here talking about all that stuff. And in the meantime, you can go check out that video in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 070. All right, guys, well, you've heard me ramble on now for a while, and now it's your turn. I want to hear from you. Why? Because feedback is fun. So my question for you this week is pretty simple and pretty basic. What is your favorite type of candy? Yeah, what kind of of candy do you like? Look, if I'm hard-pressed to tell you my favorite type of candy, first of all, I like chocolate. I don't really like a lot of the, you know, suckers and smarties and stuff like that. I want chocolate, Milky Way, Snickers, all that stuff. But if you want my favorite candy, it's got to be top of the, you know, like top of the mountain, top of the tier, ready to go. I like Reese Cups. Mm, Give me Reese Cups. I could take Reese Cups all day, just bags and bags. In fact, my kids know I like it so much, they'll get one at a house going trick-or-treating, and as we're walking away, my daughter will be like, here you go, like, just get it out of the way, take this Reese cup and be on with it. I love Reese's. I could eat them all day long. Maybe not all day, but for a good chunk of the day, for sure. But I want to hear from you. What's your favorite type of candy? Or whatever else you want to talk about. Maybe you want to share your favorite costume, or, you know, a favorite moment, or something you heard in the podcast today. Whatever it is, I want to hear from you. There's a few ways you can do that. You can email me, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. You can tweet me at sightlosslife. Let me know that as well. Or you can leave me a voicemail, and the number to do that is 317-721-1027. Sorry to my international listeners. That is not an international number. You can use those other means as well. But if you are in the States, you can use 317-721-1027. Regardless of how you get in touch with me, let me know all of these things you got questions comments or you just want to say hi i want to hear from you so let me know what's going on in your world with the candy the costumes and all that other good stuff i look forward to hearing from you very very soon All right, guys, just a few housekeeping items. Of course, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? You got to subscribe and you can do that very easily. First of all, just go to the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 070. There are buttons right there for Apple Podcasts, for Google Play, for Stitcher. Uh, You can subscribe on your Android phone. You can do that with all those buttons right there. If you're on your phone, let's say you're on an iPhone, you can tell Siri to subscribe to the Life After Sight Loss radio podcast podcast. Yeah, just hold the button down or tell it or hey, you know, the person and she'll subscribe to you if you're on an iPhone. Uh, if you're on an Android phone, of course, you can go to Google Play, you can go to Stitcher, but it, you know, go to the show notes, you can subscribe. Subscribe? You can subscribe. You can subscribe and it'll be great. That way you won't miss another single episode. And by the way, when you're out there subscribing, doing all that stuff, if you want to leave a rating and a review for the podcast an Apple Podcast or Stitcher or something like that, I would so appreciate it. It lets other people know what this podcast is all about. So make sure to subscribe and that way you won't miss another single episode.
Another great way to help out the podcast is to share it out. Maybe share it on your Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, something like that. Let your friends and family know, hey, I like this podcast. You should listen to this podcast. If you've got somebody in your life who's visually impaired, it's really great. So share it out on your social media. And speaking of social media, you can check out my social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. If you want all the links to that plus other good stuff, just go to the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 070, and that'll give you all that information plus lots of other stuff on the website as well. So hop on over to the show notes to check that out. And finally, guys, don't forget that all the information found in today's episode is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thank you so much for listening wherever you are. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one. Oh, and for all of you celebrating this holiday, a big happy Halloween. Don't forget to be safe and have a great time eating all that delicious candy.